Hello, guys. Welcome to the Painter Files podcast. I am your host, Jaws Blake, as you well know. <laughs> I hope you're well. I hope things are, have been beautiful and lush and green. Remember to drink water. Super important. It's hot out there. I got fans. I got all types of stuff going on right now. So let's get started. All right, so Galeras, I've been in my thoughts about this for a little while. I'm making food while we're doing this. I've been in my thoughts for a little while. I've been talking about it to numerous people in all types of ways. And that is the problems that I see with the whole AI aspect. And at first I thought it was simply a, we don't want to be replaced by artificial intelligence. But as time has gone by, I've realized that plays a significant part into it. But that's not the main reason. The main reason, to, to me anyways, has to be that it just feels so heartless, so cold. And I keep hearing all these people say, you know, it's like, oh, well, you know, it's part of life, it's part of the transition, it's part of all these things. And I'm making marretas, by the way. It's like a corn pancake with cheese on the inside. It's a South American staple. <laughs> and I have Brussels sprouts, which are my favorite, with sriracha sauce and some vegetable dumplings. So your boy's eating nice for lunch. But it's that whole concept where we... We're treated like what we do isn't that important as far as artists. Like, oh, you make things that kind of like entertain people, but it's not really that important to anyone else until you realize like they're making ways to replace what we do, but still making what we make. And there's just a strange silliness to that where someone's trying to convince you you have no relevance in the conversation of existence. But in actuality, like, they're going to really great lengths to try to replace what people do. To come to, like, this strange conclusion that, you know, I don't want to pay you what you say your work is worth, but I still want to produce, I still want to own that work, you know? A friend of mine said, she's like, I have strong artistic tastes, but a very small budget. And I understood that. That's very relatable for a lot of people, including myself. In which I re reminded them, I was like, there's a lot of work out there that's free. So you don't have to really worry about that. Like, you can still enjoy all these things without spending a dime, really. I mean, there's YouTube, there's Instagram, there's Twitter, there's Facebook, there's people's personal websites, there's pretty much everything, honestly. If you only have a couple of dollars that you can even give, I mean, there's Patreon, there's Kick, there's Discord, there's all these things. Like, there's so many different kind of directions you can go with this. 
So it's not that there's, it's not available. It's literally, you know, some people are just selfish. Then I heard somebody say, you know, everybody's an artist until, what do they say? I'm trying to think the exact words. Everybody's an artist until the rent's due, which infuriated me even more because like art, art is not necessarily a capitalist thing. Like it can be. But it, it's not required to be a capitalist venture. You can just live life, make art, be happy, and it not have anything to do with making money or even if it is somewhat about making money. Like you make enough artwork in your life that you will not sell everything that you do. And so the concept of people only making artwork because of commissions or anything of that nature, which I've had arguments with people about before, is this preposterous concept because you're, that's not how all art is made. That's not even how most art is made. There's so much artwork that is done and then sold later, if sold at all, and it has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with profits or even showing people. You're just making artwork. It's the whole beautiful aspect of being an artist is you're not really forced to be someone who makes a lot of money doing what you do in order to be profitable. Like I always think the concept of social media needing to be something that you make money at in order to enjoy it is kind of ridiculous. Like... So many of you have it and don't make any money with it. And you still have it. You still do it. So the concept that, you know, I would be expected or someone else who is creative to only have it to make money is silly. Like, that's not how anything works. <laughs> it's just, it's a ridiculous concept. And I will happily be the one that puts my foot through the door that says, you know, if you're not making money, you're not doing it right. Like, the hell with that. That's insane. Make art because you love making art. That's all you need to do. Your big concern is, does this bring you joy? And if it brings you joy, then you're doing it completely the right way. Are you trying to make money off of it? Maybe. Do you feel like that's not working out for you? Possibly. Is there something you could be doing that changes that? Maybe, maybe not. But art is this thing that we put forward, and we put it forward because it's, it's alive in us. It's going. We don't need to be... I mean, it would be nice to not have to worry about bills and all that stuff, but the concept that your favorite thing you like to do is useless unless you make money doing it is just capitalist propaganda. And oftentimes it's said by people who aren't happy that you're happy being you. So please, if you will, be nice to yourself, drink water, and you are a successful artist if you make art. I am mostly trying to work on a little bit of art. I've been kind of working on this one piece with this lady and she's got like three crows growing out of her hair. 
and then a lot of kind of I get a recipe for like coffee and Portuguese written the ingredients lots of colors I think I might do bees I don't know why I'm doing bees but I feel like it's gonna be what I'm gonna do <laughs> it's been sticking with me for a while to do the bees I got a comment a couple weeks ago that said they really liked the way I did bees and it's kind of stuck with me and I'm like I should do more bees so just so you know when you leave comments under my artwork, I oftentimes think about it for a undetermined amount of time, <laughs> and then I see where it takes me. So, thank you for interacting. It's very nice. I want to work on this giant piece. I've got this big canvas and a lot of ink and a lot of paint still, as I always do. Kind of that fear of running out of things, so you always keep quite a bit of ha on hand. I have like this ink pen that I use. It's like a mobile brush, basically. It's full of ink, so I can paint with it. And I have about 200 refillable capsules for it, because I am afraid I'm going to run out and not probably buy any more for at least a year. This is problematic. <laughs> <laughs> at, at least um, but yeah I've got these just these ideas on what I want to do with the giant pieces I want to go back to the really big pieces but I just can't rationalize buying that size paper right now it's like $250 a roll I'm just like Ugh. that's feels excessive, particularly mostly because I, I have so much paper right now and then to just get these huge rolls that I have to cut and then do the stuff with might not be spatially a good choice. But this is kind of how I work. I think about like 12 projects at a time. I refer to it as my multi-brain. <laughs> to Alec and myself. Um, yeah, I think the art's speaking to me and it wants me to do things. I need to just kind of just go for it. The heat is slowing me down, though, I will not lie. It is difficult to sit in a space and just work all the muscle groups you have to work to paint and breathe and do all these things. And it'd be slightly uncomfortable. So I have a little air conditioner I brought into the studio. You might be able to hear it, actually. But um, I'm trying to figure out the cheat for it. I think I may have figured it out, but I'm still working on it. I'll let you know. So, a couple of weeks ago, I was given kind of a a prompt, a question, and I totally misread it and gave the wrong answer. And so I thought about it, and I was like, you know what, this would actually make a really good section for the podcast. So the question was, how do you see yourself retiring? I read it as, well, do you want to ever retire? And my answer was, I wasn't sure because I see the people in my life who are retired 
and they're still working. Or the ones that are retired seem very bored. So that was not the question. <laughs> the question was, how do you see yourself retiring? And I thought about that for a while because I'm like, I'm a painter. I don't want to retire from painting. I don't ever want to retire from painting. I love painting. It gives me, gives me meaning in a lot of ways. It gives my life meaning in a lot of ways. It sounds sad, but it's, it's not, but it sounds sad, but it's not. Um, so I imagine like a lighthouse or like a cabin in the woods with like a big lake and a canoe and campfires and a place like a studio that I can get my work done in. Lots of little hobbies and whatnot that I've kept and collected that are silly and only I get. Maybe Alec gets them too. And it's just this really funny, peaceful little thing. When I wake up, I have like rolled oats with honey and maybe like a cheese of some sort, probably some type of fake cheese from my belly sick. Uh, lactose intolerant. Um, definitely like an iced coffee or a matcha latte, probably more matcha and tea. I'm trying to cut back on coffee actually. Getting kind of ridiculous again with coffee. And the cats and Alec. The internet <laughs> to play with. And just a lot of brushes and paint. And just this over. over existence of like paintings that are just. They're just there. They're not sell. They're not for selling. They're just to be making and for me and to put places and to just do things. And if I want to go out and share work, I can. If I don't, I won't. And it's just very beautiful. That's what I imagine. meditation in quite some time and I feel like it's around that time you know so I want you to get in your most comfortable chair in your most ridiculous position you can sit in I myself have my knee up my leg straight I'm cock eyed leg like laying so my shoulder and my back are balancing on the arms while my knee is bouncing on the other arm and I'm sitting up but also laying against the back of it so that is comfortable for me it's probably never comfortable for anyone else um, so in that I want you to just breathe I want you to breathe deep and let it go Breathe deep and let it go. I want you 
to breathe deep and let it go. At this point, your face should feel a little tingly. With your tingly face, I want you to look up, close your eyes, and see the sun with light in the room behind your eyelids. That light where the darkness is still kind of ever peaking. I want you to imagine you're navigating in a dark lake. It's a body of water. It's calm water. It's peaceful water. Nothing's going to get you. Nothing's going to bother you. It's just you and the water. I want you to hear the slashing of the top of the water, making a rhythm. I want you to see your feet on the sand or on the dirt. I want you to feel the connection between the sound and your feet squishing in the mud or sand. Depends on what it is. I want you to think about all the energies you hold on throughout the day. I want you to channel those energies and just let them smash into the tops of the water. Splashing it off and away from you. Finding all the little bits and pieces of your day that drive you a little nuts. Just let those go. You're rooted into the earth. All its energies all its power, all its calmness, just slowly going through you, back into the water, into the air, over the surface, evaporating in the sun. Just filling you up as it pulls free all the little kind of titular things. Spread your fingers wide. You feel the current push and pull in between the webs of your fingers. You are one with everything. Everything is one with us. Now go back to your chair. In your mind, feel your comfortability, and slowly bring your head down, open your eyes. Hmm. So that's the end of our show. <laughs> I hope you're doing well. I hope you have a great week. I want to thank my sponsors, Yachtatomi Mink, Arteza Paints, and forever a friend of the pod, Artisan Wellness. Um, until next time, Galeras. Have a great one. Love you much. I'll see you around. If you'd love to have a little chats and convos about podcast life and whatnot, 
Please hit me up on uh, painterfilespodcast at gmail.com. All right, I'll talk to you later. Painter out. Ciao.